0: the best line from this entire movie is so, so Teddy is like, mom, like I'm the parent. I'm not the one who has to be responsible. And then the mom is like, well, I'm not the one who ruined Christmas. And then Teddy goes, well that's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. And then this is when we have like our obligatory, you know, separate and like sad sound plays.
1: Oh my goodness. Like, like it's
0: meant to hate you in the feels, but it's just so it's dramatic.
1: So, it's so dramatic and so funny, but it's like, it doesn't even really throw you off because they've spent years prefacing Amy Duncan to be that. <laughs> b-. So <laughs> I'm not even surprised. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Testing testing one two three.
1: Welcome back to Spillin' Diz Tea. I'm Sakura And
0: I'm Braden. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the Spillin', spillin Diz, Diz Tea Christmas, Tea Christmas special. special.
1: Yes, we are spillin' the cocoa today. The cocoa. Spillin' the eggnog. hmm Spillin' the cider. Is that Christmas? Yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I drink I drink cider at Christmas
1: yeah like that's yeah that's a holiday drink yeah yeah spill into cider yeah yeah everything but tea essentially (laughs) is what i'm getting at yeah (laughs) also another important thing today's our birthday Woohoo! yay we've officially turned one (laughs) (laughs) still babies but doing good we had a strong year did a lot this year well we got ourselves out of nothing you know Mm -hmm. we we've been able to kind of like build up a little family here and yeah we've released 20 episodes who thought we'd be here
0: yeah 20 like i mean when you when if you compare yourself to other podcasts obviously 20 is not a big number but i look at 20 i was like wow like we like we've committed and we're we're still doing it you know yeah it's a good sign i'm having a lot of fun
1: yeah, I'm having a lot of fun too, and I think good things have come from this podcast. Made a lot of friends. Yeah, out of it, I'm happy. I love it. Me too. I'm happy to to go into the new year with with big dreams, big goals, a lot that we have that we want to do for the podcast. Manifest it, I
0: finessed it is the theme for 2021.
1: Yes, manifested, I finessed it. Thank We've, you, Ari. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we have a couple surprises. Up our sleeves for you guys as well. So
1: Mm -hmm. stay tuned. Stay tuned and you'll see.
0: So hey everyone, welcome to Spillin' Dis Tea. This is the podcast where we sip and spill on all things Disney. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Grab yourself a cup of tea or cider or cocoa and get ready to dive in with us
1: into the world of Disney. Today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. Kind of what we want to do, kind of like any other film or movie special. We just want to like have a fun time. Sit back. We're sitting by the Christmas tree right now. Um, We encourage you to sit by your Christmas tree. Maybe sit by your fireplace. Throw a log in there. Or turn on, you know, a YouTube video if you don't have <laughs> if you don't have a fireplace <laughs> like us. Maybe we should do that. We should put put on a youlog Brayden. Thank you. This is all happening live. <laughs> all live, guys. <laughs> Authenticity. <laughs> and we kind of want to just go through some of our Christmas season staples. This is by no means like the best Disney Christmas movies. We're not ranking anything or counting anything down but we want to just like share some like must watches a lot of things we watched this year and we didn't even remember that they existed um a lot of things that were pulled from the back of our memories a lot of new stories and characters that we were able to discover and i'm really happy to get to dive in and just have a little christmas sesh
0: we are now streaming the arendelle castle yule log
1: fire crackling (laughs) our captions are on.
0: (laughs) Yeah I'm excited for today's episode because there's so many Disney Christmas movies and not even just movies but specials and from all sectors of the company that I love and that are like annual traditions.
1: Yeah once again not even a steep we're just gonna go right into it. We'll, well, breaking convention. We'll bring back the steep in 2021. <laughs> we promise. We'll go We'll go back to, to normal, guys. We know bring how much you love the, the steep. steeps. <laughs> bring, bring back, back the, the steep. steep. <laughs> soon, soon. <laughs> um, so kind of how we want to do this is we've got a bunch of movies here that we want to go through, but we've kind of divided it out into chunks of how we... Are going to talk about it. So essentially we're going to start off with our classic Walt Disney Christmas movies, the ones that we really enjoyed and ones that we wanted to talk about today. Then we're going to move into DCOM Christmas. Of course we cannot talk about Christmas without talking Disney Channel. There are a lot of staples from that, some some real funny moments that <laughs> we're ready to bring up. Then we're going to dive back into our Diz Trinity series um, and kind of look back at the Fab Five Christmas movies and You know, see what Mickey, Donald, and Goofy are doing for the holidays. And then finally, just some special mentions that we wanted to talk about that didn't necessarily fit into either of the other categories, but still worthy to be brought up in this podcast. So
0: this first movie, Mm -hmm. I just recently watched for the first time. Sakura just recently watched it for the first time in years. It's Jim Carrey's A Christmas Carol from 2009. Yeah. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. I don't know why I said it was Jim Carrey's, because he's just starring in it. It's Robert Zemeckis.
1: That movie is scary. Terrifying. And it's funny, because it's like, A Christmas Carol is one of those movies that we've seen so many renditions of. Like, absolutely everything has redone A Christmas Carol in some way. There's
0: like 10 in this episode alone.
1: Literally. (laughs) Literally. Um, But this one? I don't know what... Like, that animation was ahead of its time (laughs) yeah
0: for me it's not necessarily like there's a lot of scary imagery in a christmas carol just the story um but in the film especially they really like go the extra mile to make it like terrifying but for me that's not what's the scary part about it to me it's just motion capture like i i I, i'm not i don't want to knock it because i admire like what like a a technical achievement it is Mm -hmm. but it's just it's like you gotta do something with that like it's just creepy just that just (laughs) creeps me out so that more than anything like they could be
1: having a nice conversation and i'm like my eyes turn it off yeah i know it's overall it's like it's just such a creepy vibe and feel to it and it's it's funny because it's a christmas movie you know and it really like it's not even just like it's a creepy christmas movie that's this is a horror movie like, literally though. like we were watching it and there was like a scene where I guess like the ghost was coming. Like the first ghost was coming. Oh, up and, the stairs. And Yeah. And, and like the, he was like turning the, the knob and I was like, why is this literally like a scene of a horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. The, the suspense. suspense.
0: yeah,
1: Terrifying. And like, you know, there was so much tension. Too. Yeah.
0: But you just hear him like coming up the stairs and the chains dragging. It's
1: so scary. Oh, my goodness like
0: that's not the goofy version that i know and love okay (laughs) (laughs) not my jacob marley (laughs) yeah and you could really tell that this was made during like the height of 3d like this was the same time that alice in wonderland came out and it was like like the just the shots itself you like can tell it's made for 3d and like people in 2010 were like
1: whoa man (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah because it it looks like it was made yeah like you said like it was made for like 3d like in theaters or whatever especially like the like the the chains what was what were the chains attached to oh they they were attached to like money bins like crates yeah like crates yeah Yeah. so with like he was like throwing the crates and they would be like throwing at you coming at you in the in the audience and so many
0: flying scenes like yeah like i don't even think i have enough fingers to count the amount of times that we just like (laughs) zoomed (laughs) over some location
1: yeah but nonetheless, I enjoyed it. Like, it creeps me out, but I think it was good.
0: There's a lot of adult jokes in it. Yeah. Someone snorted cocaine at one point. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding, guys. It happens. It was Christmas snow, Brayden. It was like, they were outside of, I don't know if it was Scrooge's house or whatever, but they were outside of it. These old men, they were talking and like, he,
1: yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That's true. There was there was a lot going on in that movie. I think Jim Carrey did a good job though. Yeah. It's like you hated him, but you still like
0: he was so over the top that It worked. It worked.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's it's scary and it's creepy and it's got like these really sideways vibes, but I'm still down for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I think everyone should watch it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I'd say if you haven't seen it, definitely If you don't remember it. it, I think you should watch it. Okay, so moving on, um, one of my personal favorites is Santa Paws. <laughs> now, <laughs> I don't remember, no, I don't know if anyone remembers much of Santa Paws. Um, it is a child's movie. It is not meant for adults of any sort, or even teenagers. It was very much a cute. <laughs> For babies. <laughs> yes, it's... I don't even know if it's PG. Actually, I don't know. We'll get into the contents of the of the movie. But I remember when it came out, I loved it. When I loved it, I was in grade six. So we'll just preface it by saying that. Yeah, I was talking to Brayden. I was like, do you remember Santa Paws? And he did not. And I was like, we're going to watch Santa Paws. Because I haven't watched it since grade six. And I really needed to, to, to get my Santa Paws fix in. So... We watched it and it was, it was a lot darker than I remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was your, your first impression on it, Brayden? Well, prior
0: to this, the only thing I'd seen close to it was like the Santa Buddies. Yeah. Which I don't know if that came before or after. It
1: came after, but Santa Paws is in Santa Buddies.
0: Okay. So it's like an MCU.
1: Yeah. Thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Air Bud <laughs> the Cinematic Air, Universe. The, yeah. <laughs> So I saw that. So that's what I thought you were talking about. But then I was just kind of like, I kind of knew what to expect. <laughs> like, I can't say my expectations were like through the roof. Blown, yeah. But I wasn't expecting it to be as dark as it was. Like, like the movie opens with like orphans. Like, it's like Annie. Mm-hmm. And they're like abused by, like, this is in like a straight to video, like, yeah
1: it's funny and it's like i've been saying this like there's there was this like orphan aesthetic that some studios were riding like especially ones that were set in new york and london orphan city so (laughs) at least in santa pause it's essentially like a madeline concept and they've got like all these girls that like live in a house like a like a foster house or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it's just little girls, and it's like a mom or, or a a lady mm-hmm. that's doing whatever. And of course, you know the lady's awful. That's predictable. But like these kids are, it's awful. You know, especially like the main little girl. She's what do you think she is? Like four years old. Yeah, she can barely talk. Yeah, she she literally can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even talk, and they have her singing this depressing ass song. Like, what does she say? Wait. She's like, it's about her parents (laughs) that, like, recently died. Yeah. It was so sad. Okay, well, it's not, oh, wait, who, it was called Who Will Sing to Me? Yeah, so essentially it was like, she was basically saying, like, my parents are dead, so who's gonna sing to me when I sleep? Oh, Oh, yeah, spoilers, by the way. (laughs) Well, you know. Like this is a 2010 movie. There will be spoilers. Imagine nice. people are coming at us. Like you guys spoiled
0: <laughs> Santa Claus for me. They had this mm-hmm. whole scene with the stakes were high in this movie because we need to like explain the plot. I think okay to create a vision.
1: Okay, so just like an overarching plot, there is Mr. Hucklebuckle and his wife. It's Huckle. (laughs) Yeah, he has beef with his last name. (laughs) He goes by Mr. Huckle. Um, But he and his wife have come to New York to take over his his grandfather's toy shop. I think his grandfather just recently passed, and this was left in the will for him. So he's coming to sell it, but this creepy old man is like no you have your grandfather said in his will you have to run it for one more christmas season and then you can do whatever with it so he's like well snap this is happening on the sidelines there is these orphan children there's madison pettis and ghanelius we have some dcom stars in there Uh, (laughs) and they're all in this house just sad orphans and and santa paws i don't even remember how santa paws becomes (laughs) a Oh yeah, so Santa and Santa Claus, they like go to New
0: York, but then they get separated and their crystals get taken away. So Santa forgets who he is and he's taken in by There's Mr. like Huckles. five plots
1: happening at once, guys.
0: And then Santa Claus ends up like meeting the kids, but then they take off his, like, his crystal and then he turns into a toy and then the evil foster care lady puts the toy into the incinerator and then the little girl crawls into the incinerator.
1: Yeah. Like, So, basically, this movie almost killed uh, a puppy and a little girl in one scene. Oh, and Santa Claus almost died. And Santa Claus almost died. This this Disney Channel. And her parents. So,
0: just like, and all their parents.
1: Everyone's dead. (laughs) It's an awful Christmas. Merry
0: Christmas, everybody.
1: (laughs) But in the end, the little girl, she makes it out. Santa Claus makes it out. And Mr. Hucklebuckle and his wife adopt um, the little girl and Madison Pettis. Yeah. So. At
0: the end, I thought that they were adopting, like, all of the kids. <laughs> or, like, okay, no. I, so I thought, like, I knew that they want to adopt the two. Yeah. But then, like, the way, like, the the scene was going, I was like, oh, like, are they actually getting all of them? Because it seems like they only wanted two of them. And then like, yeah. imagine they just, like, like hey. got all of them. But then they only adopt two of them. So I'm like, what happened to the other four?
1: They well, were just like they're probably bye. still there. <laughs> that's so sad. Well, maybe they'll get adopted by someone else. I think, like, I know that's the sad thing. It's, like, they're out of the care of this, like, wretched lady, but they're probably just going back to foster care. Okay, the next one
0: is a polarizing choice. <laughs> Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Uh-huh. So many people hate this movie or this short.
1: Yeah, mm. why? It's a short. <sighs> I think...
0: Like, the when Coco came out, the main issue was that people went to go see Coco, but then they had to sit through, like, 20 minutes of Frozen before it. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I feel like that was advertised. Like, I feel like it was it was advertised enough that you know when you're going to pay to see Coco, you're also going to see Frozen, A Lost Frozen Adventure. If
1: I'm being 100% honest, I didn't know that thing was going to be that long. That's fair. I was riding with it, but I thought it was going to be like another like Elsa's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and that that was only like 6 minutes. Yeah. Right? I mean,
0: when they say short, you think
1: like short. Yeah. Like I didn't mind it. You know, I it's not like anything felt like it dragged for me or like, you know, I I enjoyed the story. I thought it was cute. Um, but I I understand why you're like people would think oh like great I have to sit through a 20 minute short before I can watch what I came to watch like I had a great time like it was basically like a double feature for me yeah we had a great time we enjoyed it mm-hmm. definitely
0: I think because they've done this before I know it for Rescuers Down Under when that was released in 1990 they had a 20 minute uh, Mickey short in front of it it was mm. The Prince and the Popper but I just I don't think our like our society's attention span is (laughs) that long anymore but let's get on to the actual short
1: Uh uh-huh so when we went to see it for the first time it was a hoot of a time we were having too much fun in theater like i don't know maybe we were just really excited for coco did you have the shift or did i have the shift i think it was me and i literally switched my shift or I gave it away or something so we could go watch Coco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, we were committed. When we saw Old Frozen Adventure, very distinctly, I remember that little old couple at the beginning. Oh, my God. They're so cute. I know. They were really nice. Real cute old couple. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a cute story. The fits. Elsa and Anna. Oh, yeah. Always get new fits. They're the most spoiled princesses for sure.
0: Yeah, I watched this like since it came out. I've watched it every year, sometimes multiple times because I just really enjoy it. I think it's really cool Mm -hmm. and it just feels cozy. And yeah, like it might be a little too much Olaf for me, but like (laughs) I feel like they handle him well in here. I feel like he's not too over the top.
1: Yeah, it's not that bad because it's like considering the short is about Olaf. Mm -hmm. I don't mind it. The reason why Olaf pissed me off in Frozen 2 is because Frozen 2 is not about Olaf and Olaf was talking a lot. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not, it's not bad. Like I said, it's, again, it's tasteful. It's only 20 minutes. So it's like, I can take 20 minutes of Olaf humor when I'm prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. And the soundtrack. Soundtrack slaps. Slaps. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) And I will say that without hesitation. Yeah.
0: (laughs) They didn't get the original songwriters back for this short um, it was another another duo but i think they did a really good
1: job and like i think so too and it really does like kind of emulate like the frozen feel Mm -hmm. that we got from from the other from the original movie and the other short
0: yeah and like you can't compare like it's different you know it's different songwriting styles and they probably had to sort of stick to like the world of frozen and what they could bring but yeah, yeah they did a really great job these are like christmas classics for me
1: Yeah. And I love that they they not only like took, you know, the frozen Disney sound, but they made it very Christmassy, you know, Mm -hmm. and I loved it. You know, Ring in the Season, my favorite, my personal favorite, love a good Anna Elsa duet, When We're Together, Another Banger. What We're Together is a good one. Ballad of Flemingrad. Yo. Kristoff <laughs> really showed us that he got them pipes. We've been sleeping on Kristoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And then he really just belted it out in Frozen 2. <laughs> There's another one.
0: Oh, Olaf has a song. That one's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. I like that we get to see the village. That's kind of cool. Like, when you get yeah. people's houses, like, they don't really show that in any of the other ones. Yeah. So it's cool
1: to see, like, the townsfolk. And also, there were some like funny, cute moments in that song. So yeah, the kitties, the kitties, they're so cute. Loved kitties, and I think it had like
0: a really good heart to it. With you know coming back to like old. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I stand by that. I think it was cute, like coming back to Olaf being like their tradition. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you guys like close the gates when. Elsa was, how old was she, like, eight or something? Yeah. So, like, you had to have some kind of Christmas traditions before. Yeah. But then now Frozen 2 raises another question because, like, poor Iduna. Like, she probably never got to celebrate whatever. She was just <laughs> like, oh, I guess I got to do Christmas.
1: I know, right? You think they wouldn't celebrate Christmas in... Um, well, they might. North I yeah. I don't
0: know. I just feel like they're so... they Like, they're, these, they're supposed to be depicted as two very different groups. Yeah. So, I feel like... The odds of them, like, having, like, the same traditions probably are slim. But I could be wrong. But that's true. I remember when this soundtrack came out, I was listening to this soundtrack, I think, more than Coco. Like, I was listening to Coco a lot, too. But usually when a Disney movie comes out, like, that's all I listen to is that soundtrack. And I was kind of, like, doing both of them back and forth.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is also
0: really easy to listen to because it's short, Mm -hmm. right? Also, one more point I want to bring up regarding Frozen is Once Upon a Snowman on Disney Plus is apparently considered a Christmas thing. But, like, I don't understand. Because it takes place within Frozen. It's, like, not, like, a Christmas special. So why are they considering it Christmas? Just because he's a snowman?
1: Oh, this is what you meant. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Olaf's Frozen Adventure. No, 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 no. Once, it, See, well, Once Upon a Snowman, they probably just consider it a Christmas special because of the time of year that they put it out its Maybe. probably just meant to be like grouped in as a holiday. Maybe they get event. more like hits that way. Maybe. Well, of course, again, cause they just put it out. Right. So just, you know, throw it into the hall the Christmas collection. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going through that right now. So. Me and
0: Sakura also, we used to do it. We'd play the soundtrack all the time at our old job when mm-hmm. we worked together. Um, and we had like this karaoke machine and we sang when we we're together all the time. Well, we sang all the songs, all the time. <laughs> Yeah, we were a little obnoxious. Yeah. It's fine, though. Pretty good time. I think customers were like, what the hell is going on here?
1: Yeah, we would put on legitimate shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Okay, now let's move into Disney Channel Christmas. Another fantastic, nostalgic time for Disney as a kid. It's like how every October had all of your Halloween movies. Every December had all of your Christmas movies. It was just always such a great time. Really got you in the mood, in the feels. One of my personal favorites is the ultimate Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know who remembers this and who doesn't, but I'm just going to bring back. I'm going to snag something from your memory. Bring it's, us back. It's definitely there. So there is... This little girl. What is her name? She's the girl from Flight 29 Down. (gasps) Stop!
0: When she was younger. Yeah. No way.
1: I didn't even realize.
0: I just remember her character in Flight 29 Down was so annoying, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone in Flight 29 Down was annoying. I didn't even like Corbin. (laughs) Yeah.
0: If you're an American listening to this, can you please let us know if you know what Flight 29 Down is? Because I think (laughs) that was a Canadian show. No, it it was
1: a Disney Channel show.
0: Are you sure? Yeah. So I found out uh, Flight 29 Down, it did probably aired on Disney Channel, but it's a Discovery Kid show. But also, so was Darcy's Wildlife. This whole time I thought Darcy's
1: Wildlife was Canadian. Oh, well, I knew Darcy's Wildlife was a Canadian. It has Brenda, not Brenda Paxton, (laughs) Sarah Paxton. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) So, a Christmas present. Essentially, we follow little Allison Thompson as it's her last day of school before the Christmas break. She lives in California, so of course, they're expecting a green Christmas. Her and her best friend, Brenda Song, decide that they... What is it? They have like um, a paper or something. Oh, it was the day before the last day of school, and they have a paper they have to finish for the last day of school, but they don't want school the next day. So they, I mean, I guess they're kind of sulking that they have to do their paper, but what they end up doing is after school, they just go for, they're like biking home and they end up coming across a shack, which we later learn is Santa's shack. And we find a little weather machine that they take home with them and they bring it home and they cause a snowstorm in California and it's snowing everywhere. And that's essentially the plot of the movie. Santa has to get his weather machine back allison and brenda song don't have to go to school anymore but there's a boy or something i don't know anyways it was a great movie to watch mm-hmm. as a kid and it was great to to look back on as well well i think at I the remember. end they kind of
0: learned because her dad can't come home for <laughs> christmas so they kind of learn like the true meaning of christmas is it isn't not having to do your work it's having your family with you or something like that
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember. And at the end, there was, like, some weird factory thing going on with the elves, right? Oh, yeah. There was, like, this weatherman <laughs> who was, like, bad, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, there was a bad weatherman. There was a lot going on in that yeah. movie, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
1: Objectively, it's probably not
0: the best, but...
1: Probably not. Either way, it. it was definitely a nostalgia pick. Yeah. Something to look back on.
0: Yeah, it gives you the warm fuzzies, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Good luck Charlie, it's Christmas.
1: <laughs> uh I remember it watching. It is a good him. one. What? Oh my goodness. I remember when it came out. Good luck Charlie was on top of Disney Channel when this came out. Yeah like everything was moving out, and I remember Disney Channel was like moving into a new phase. But right before it did, good luck Charlie was dominating it. And you know what? They had to give them a Christmas, not even special movie. Yeah, I'm dead that like they got
0: a movie, which like is not you know surprising considering how popular it was. But it got
1: like a Christmas. A Christmas, movie. yeah. <laughs> which honestly, like it kind of it works. Like yeah. I want to see the Duncan's go through family Christmas. Honestly, the whole concept of that show is hilarious. Like six kids in a house—that's funny. They go on a trip, but then... um, Like, doesn't some Home Alone shit Bridget Mendler...
0: Like, I I think, like, there's, like, a side plot with... What's his name? PJ? Yeah. The brother and the other brother. They, like, get in this side plot with the grandparents. All I remember is that Bridget Mendler and her... Amy Duncan. Problematic mom (laughs) go on
1: a... Um, like, they're struggling to get to the... Yes. S- they're struggling yes. to get to, like, grandparents for Christmas for some reason. I don't remember why, yeah. but they they're were, like, like detouring they're, all They're around. butting heads, you know? Yeah, and they're butting heads. Very Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie. Yes. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Wizards of Waverly Place meets Christmas. Yeah. And mortals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the best line from this entire movie is... <laughs> so... <laughs> so teddy is like mom like i'm the parent i'm not the one who has to be responsible and then (laughs) the mom is like well i'm not the one who ruined christmas (laughs) and then teddy Teddy goes well that's the meanest thing you've ever said to me (laughs) and then this is when we have like our obligatory you know separate and like sad sound plays
1: Oh, my goodness. Like, it's meant
0: to hit you in the feels, but it's just so dramatic.
1: It's so dramatic and so funny, but it's like, it doesn't even really throw you off because they've spent years prefacing Amy Duncan to be that (laughs) So, I'm not even surprised (laughs) that she said, I'm not the one who ruined Christmas. (laughs) Imagine saying that to your teenage daughter. (laughs) Like...
0: It's like an inside joke that me and one of my sisters have, where it's like, you ruined Christmas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and then honestly, like, moving into just, like, another quick classic decom special that always lies dear to my heart. It is a Sweet Life Christmas special. Love it. Love. Honestly, it was... It's so wholesome because you know it starts off where you know everyone's snowed in, classic, and then you got Kurt and Carrie, and you know they're they're singing and by the fireplace, and it's Christmas time, and and Cody's all like, my parents are getting back together for Christmas, and then and then Mary and Joseph come to the hotel and have mm-hmm. a baby in the elevator. There's a lot happening. I love Maddie's plot. And Maddie's plot line, she she just really wants a nice present from London. Yeah. Specifically, honestly, I don't even wrong Maddie at all. I, I would have done either. I would have done the same thing. And I would have been pissed if I had London tipped in as my secret santa and she gave me a a sweater that didn't even have a hole in it for the neck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm pissed too
1: maddie i get it <laughs> like all Maddie's gotten for
0: christmas is a flashlight and batteries and for a flashlight <laughs> this girl deserves something like maybe not like a whole like ass car but you know like something nice like, yeah get her like a nice purse or something Come something on. literally yeah. something
1: <laughs> okay well i say that about wraps up decom now let's let's look at some of our Diz Trinity Christmas movies Diz and specials. There's, specials. there's so many. Mickey doing all the stuff for Christmas. Yeah. Donald going to all the parties. Goofy hitting up all the clubs. Like they're all <laughs> celebrating hard for the holiday season. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many specials but you know we just had to wrap it up with a couple.
0: So the first one I want to get into is mickey's once upon a christmas classic this is a great one like it's uh it's one of those direct to video ones so obviously it's not like cinematic quality or whatever but it's definitely a lot better than mickey's twice upon a christmas (laughs) which is i (laughs) don't even know man (laughs) (laughs) so this one is a trilogy it's set up into three stories so you have the one with huey doing Louie. Then you have one with Goofy and Max. And then you have one with Mickey and Minnie.
1: Which one's your favorite?
0: Ooh, that's hard. But t- I think I have to go with the Huey, Dewey, and Louie one, except their voices are so annoying. And maybe that's because I got so used to how they are in, vo- uh, in DuckTales. Yeah. And I kind of like that like, when they sound more like SNL cast <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I like that one. And I like how it's like a Groundhog Day type story. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. Daisy, my queen.
1: Queen Daisy. I just love <laughs> Christmas dinner. <laughs> like unnecessarily seductive. Yeah. Disney just likes
0: doing that for some reason. What's your favorite?
1: I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite. I, I like... The the Mickey Mini one at the end, that one always just kinda sits with me. It's probably because it's the last one. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> and, the gift of the, the magi. Already. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just, you know, it's cute. I love me some mini. Whenever mini's on screen, I'm I'm game.
0: But Oh, I love when they're working in the wrapping room. Yeah. Because I'm
1: like, that was us. Yeah. You know, literally though. Literally though.
0: I like that they bring back a bunch of like classic characters. Like you have like Mortimer Mouse and Pete Mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of characters.
1: Yeah. It's like nice to see these like classic characters come back and, you know, celebrate and stuff too. Mm -hmm. I think I, I remember also really liking the goofy one.
0: And it was interesting because it was Max. I don't even remember
1: the goofy plot line. What happens? It's like
0: kind of like boring. I mean, that's probably why it's in the middle. (laughs) But like, it like tugs at my heartstrings because it's like Max, and like he's like wants to believe in Santa Claus, but then he like loses his belief in Santa Claus, and then it's Goofy trying his best to make him believe in Santa Claus.
1: Oh, wait, I remember that. Yeah. No, I like that one too. It gets cute. That one was cute. Yeah, that one was cute. And then there was, um, oh, they go to the mall in that
0: one, don't they? I remember there was like a chase scene in the mall with like the letter or something like that.
1: Yes. I remember. Yeah. I yes. Remember I we it. watched this last year.
0: And also um, like, one of my favorite jokes is when he's like Santa Claus and it's like Santa <laughs> on the chimney and the light goes
1: on. It's like a burglar. Yes. Oh, my God. Really feel good. Yeah. Nice warm fuzzies, as he said. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I take it back. I think I'd put the goofy
0: one over the Mickey one.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think they're all good, though. But I think it's just Goofy's a little more entertaining than Mickey is.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, like I said, I don't really have, like, a favorite, per se, or an attachment to either of them. I don't know. Like you said, I now that I'm remembering the Goofy one, I, I really like that one was cute. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so then I guess following up with that, we've got Mickey's Christmas Carol. Another Christmas Carol story that we we're bringing back arguably the best one arguably the best one i think the casting choice for scrooge was perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah honestly it's a classic that comes on all the time i think it benefits
0: the story benefits from the half hour running time a lot like i think that they fleshed it out enough here whereas in like the jim carrey version i feel like it's just like stretched out for so long there's like kind of yeah. filler. yeah but this one did it well, and I think they had enough, like, scares in it. They made it still, they kind of had the creepiness of it, but it's still, like, warm and fuzzy at the same time. Yeah,
1: it still feels very, like, like Disney character classic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, if, if a child were to watch the Jim Carrey version, the child would cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Another yeah. thing I like, this kind of goes into one of our previous episodes where we talked about... Kind of the idea that they're, like, actors, you know? Like, all of these, like, yeah. Town characters. And I love that in this Christmas Carol, when you're, like, panning over the town, you don't just see, like, the Fab Five characters and, like, you know, their, like, relatives and stuff like that. But you see characters from, like, um Robin Hood. You see characters from Mr. Toad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of cool to just see, like, a whole bunch of...
1: Yeah. Did it it use... makes it feel more, like, real. Yeah. You know? It kind of pushes past... the the fourth wall a little bit Mm -hmm. did you get
0: scared by this when you were younger
1: like not really maybe if i watched it at night i might have been more scared of it but every time i remember i watched it it was broad daylight so like not really Mm -hmm. i don't think it didn't scare me um the especially when you like know the story when you know the concept it's not as bad um, and I've seen scarier versions of A Christmas Carol. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> I said this one was my preferred for that reason. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pete used to terrify me. Okay. Like, yeah. As...
1: Pete, Pete is a little, a little much,
0: but it was less so when he took off, like when, when he had like the hood up and like, you couldn't really recognize who it was. Yeah. That used to like scare me as a yeah. kid. Yeah. And then like with the flames and stuff, that was scary. But like Pete himself, I was just kind of like,
1: yeah, it's Pete.
0: But it's that's pain. before they made him kind of like a doofus. Like back then, Pete was like scared. He was serious. Yeah. yeah.
1: When did The Mickey's Christmas Carol come out? 83. 83. Yeah.
0: And this was one of the first shorts in a long time because they had retired the Disney shorts. Like the Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so this is like kind of like the first reunion since then.
1: Oh, that's
0: nice. Or at least like theatrical reunion. Well, from there, we can go into House of Mouse because Christmas Carol is technically a part of that special.
1: Mm -hmm. House of Mouse, another just fantastic thing to watch around the Christmas season. Um, House of Mouse in general is awesome, but there's just something about the Christmas special that just adds a little more oomph to it, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's another one where they're snowed in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, House of Mouse, particularly like sits really well with me because it was the first house of mouse that I've ever seen. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So of course that was my first impression on it. Like I remember the first time seeing it on TV and I was like, what the heck are all these characters doing in the same room together? Plus they it was Christmas season, Christmas season. I was like, this is insane. I thought it was just like a special made for, the christmas season and then you know later to learn house mouse is an entire series but this special really set like a precedence for me for the show Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: it's a lot of fun and i love the whole like when they transform everything yeah at the end like that's such a fun scene to watch um and i like how they have like the welcome or no it's not i'm sorry i'm thinking the welcome sign I love when they have the Christmas, like, Merry Christmas on the screen, and then it's in, like, all these different languages.
1: Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah.
0: Um, I think one of my favorite things, I like the little house and mouse sequences when they go back and forth. Like, they have them saying what they're most thankful for, and then when Goofy goes on the street and he's interviewing all these cartoon characters and saying, like, what they want for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, all these people are saying, like, all these things, like, all these jokes and stuff. But then the Beast comes out with this super cheesy, like, I think everyone should find their inner beauty.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Come on, man. Uh, the beast. He's just doing what he can. <laughs> what he knows best. <laughs> As for shorts,
0: I really... I liked the Nutcracker one. I thought that was a fun one. I liked like how it broke the fourth wall. That kind of like confirmed the whole their actor's theory. Yeah. Because um, that one's fun. I always liked that little montage with Mickey decorating his tree. No, with Mickey decorating his house. Oh no, Pluto's Christmas tree. Yeah. Pluto's Christmas tree has to be my favorite. Yeah? Yeah, from... I mean, like, even though it wasn't made for that special, that's one of my favorites. That one just gives me such a nice, warm, cozy feeling. Honestly, I might
1: say the same. Because I did, I really enjoyed that one. Mm Mm-hmm. And for those
0: who might not be aware, that's the short where Mickey and Pluto go to get their Christmas tree, Mm -hmm. but then Chip and Dale are living inside, and... Hilarity ensues. It feels just
1: very classic Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is what you want to watch. This feels like like childhood. This yeah. feels like like a
0: good Christmas season. And it's like the kind of like the I don't I, I guess it came out in the 40s, like late 40s, early 50s. But the Mickey Mouse style just has that like it's like of a certain era. Yeah, and like his voice and stuff, it just brings you back.
1: It does. And the backgrounds Incredibly are authentic.
0: beautiful too. Like I love when we're in the tree.
1: Mm-hmm. those are really, really i cool. love i love seeing visuals specifically inside trees i don't know i like i can't think of anything else that i think would be really cool to see but just like it's just super cool to see like like what the lights look like inside the trees like i love nutcracker movies because you can see what it looks like inside of the tree you know mm-hmm. super cool yeah the one thing that's
0: really jarring is when like pluto goes in the tree and then everything gets like destroyed and then Mickey's like, you dumb... And then, like, strangles Pluto. Oh, I'm like, yeah. like, oh, my God, Mickey. Uh, yeah. Mickey's
1: they were kind of ruthless thing. in the 40s. <laughs> Strangling Plutos and shit. Pluto's stressed. That short. stressed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when Mickey's like, there's chipmunks in our tree. And Pluto's like... <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Animation could use a little bit more
1: I mean, for its money. time. Yeah. Not gonna... Not gonna roast... True. okay i'm mm-hmm. sorry i'm sorry mm-hmm. okay okay those categories were fun now there there are a couple special mentions extras others
0: others others the rest the, the
1: rest of them um that we think is definitely worth taking a look at taking yeah. a taking a recall on now the first one home alone One and two. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that uh, Disney has acquired Fox, Home Alone is technically a Disney property, so this counts. Home Alone is a staple in my home every year. Both of them, particularly my grandmother and my little sister, they love Home Alone. And, like, with good reason. Home Alone is a good-ass Christmas movie. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's a hilarious concept. And honestly speaking, it's it's hard to like any of the characters, too. So when, I feel like when you have movies where, any, where none of the characters are particularly likable, that just kind of adds to it. And then they're all likable for that reason. Yeah. When everyone sucks, everyone's great. Yeah, everyone's kind of shitty in
0: this movie. And yeah. then all the siblings, like, they're so mean to kevin but then at the end they're like
1: oh don't you care about kevin like (laughs) shut up you just called
0: him a disease earlier in the movie
1: yeah how on earth no this is my thing like i don't understand how you really left the house and you kevin wasn't with you
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know like i know there's a lot of kids there was maybe like 20 or so you know beings that are leaving that house but you know at least just know where your kids are yeah. You know at least your Just keep children, your kids, yeah. And I know I know she also has a lot of kids. Kevin's mom, I don't know Kevin's mom's name. I'm sorry, but Kevin's mom Kate. Kate, Kate I know you have a lot of kids, but come on. You can't have that many kids if you can't keep track of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And just, like, their interactions. Like, I mean, first of all, the way he's talking to everybody and his mom. Yeah. At the beginning,
1: I'm like, I could never. Absolutely not.
0: Like, you guys are all stupid.
1: Like, at no point in my life could I ever even think that thought. Yeah, right?
0: (laughs) But then when, uh, what is it that she says? Maybe you should ask Santa for a new family. I was like,
1: what? Yeah. That's, like, like, there's just a lot of toxicity in in the McAllister household and it they need they need family therapy. Yeah. And then it happens again. <laughs> yeah. In Home Alone 2. This time, this time though, Kevin goes to New York. He goes to the big city. And um I I almost like that movie more. Okay. It's a good sequel. I used to think that too, but I think I do prefer the
0: first one a little bit more, but I think the second one is still good.
1: Yeah, I think I don't know. I I don't want to say I prefer it like vastly over the original because the original is obviously a fantastic piece of work. But I think like the second movie is still a really good sequel. And even though it's essentially the same story, just slightly told in a different way, it's still good. Mm-hmm. Like they retold it in a great way. I'm not bored at all. Yeah. You know? And the New York setting for Christmas, like that's
0: a match made in heaven. Exactly, like, you can't go wrong with New York at Christmas. Exactly. Also, um, Tim Curry plays the the hotel manager. Does
1: he? Yeah. Yeah, and also we we, we meet some some really weird characters like mm-hmm. the bird lady. Bird lady. Bird lady was kind of scary, but she's actually a nice lady. Hey, the guy in the first one too. Like they just the like the way yeah, he looks. They like, love just like taking old people and making them look
0: scary. <laughs> but they make them, like, stand in the most scary positions <laughs> and, like, have their eyes twitching and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, if he just came up
1: and said, hey, like, maybe it would yeah. have been
0: different than, like...
1: <laughs> duh, duh, duh. But you know what it is? It's probably, like, like showing them from Kevin's perspective.
0: Yeah, that's true, eh?
1: <laughs> Kids are just dramatic. <laughs>
0: One of my favorite quotes from the entire well, the entire Home Alone franchise. I've never seen three or four, and I don't plan to. Um, but is in the second one when Kevin's like, "You can mess with a lot of things, but you can't mess with kids on Christmas." And I'm
1: like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." As a kid, you're like, "Yeah, yeah. you can't mess with." And then kids the Carol of Christmas. the Bells
0: plays, and it's like, nah, 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 nah.
1: <laughs> "Yeah." Yeah, another special mention I would say is the sound of music. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is really funny because before we started recording, me and Brayden had a little sound-off on on can we include um movies that you know are associated with Christmas time really have to be Christmas movies. And I was like, no, they have to be Christmas movies. Like Harry Potter is not a Christmas movie. It's Happy Christmas Harry Happy Christmas, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I was like, wait, sound of music, but no, but Christmas happens in sound of music, right? Yeah. Well, um, like it's my not... favorite things, people play that at Christmas and sing it at Christmas. Exactly. Exactly. Cause it's like the plot isn't a Christmas plot, but it's still like a plot that takes place around the Christmas time. So I think it's worth, it's worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, when was the last time you saw the sound of music?
0: long time ago
1: yeah me too I think last time I saw it I was like a teenager yeah like early teenager same it's been it's been a good amount of time but definitely due for a watch it's so good well I saw the play at one point I think in
0: like 2015 or something I mean it wasn't like a big production I mean oh my god that's gonna sound so shady it was at the (laughs) NEC so it was like good yeah (laughs) but I saw that so that was fun and that kind of is a perfect segue into Godmothered because they literally sing
1: favorite mm-hmm. things. They do, and I just um, want to
0: like I just want to bust into Seven Rings every time. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's probably like
1: like not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Godmothered, one we of, need to talk about Godmothered. One of Disney Plus's newest releases for the holiday season. How do I feel about Godmothered, Brayden? um what is what is our our quick review of of this movie that has come out
0: i thought i didn't love it i don't think it was bad by any means i mean i don't think it was horrible i think there was a story they're trying to tell there and it did have like those you know staple christmas movie vibes yeah but to me it felt more like a hallmark christmas movie a hallmark slash netflix christmas movie than it did like a disney movie and maybe it was my expectations, but going into this, I really got Enchanted vibes. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, so did I. And I wasn't expecting, like, the same kind of budget because, you know, it was made for Disney+, Plus, so it was probably going to be a little less. But, I don't know, I was expecting something a little more cinematic.
1: I wasn't, um, because it wasn't something that they necessarily were uh, marketing a whole lot before it came out. Mm-hmm. They They, like, marketed it a week before it released, so... I assumed it was just like a Disney plus whatever. I went into it with open, open, um, an open mind, ready to ingest whatever Disney plus had for me this Christmas season. And I fell asleep within 20 minutes. So I cannot, (laughs) I, I am N.A. right now. (laughs) I can't provide. And you know what? Like when I woke up, from what I had seen, <laughs> what I had ingested, from what um, seeped into my brain while I was sleeping, I didn't like it. It was well, well I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but I didn't have the best experience with the film. But you know what? I'll gi- I will give it another go because I didn't finish it and I could like it. It could be a cheesy Christmas movie. You know what? Like, Christmas movies, I will let be cheesy because that is Christmas time. And I can, I can let myself get into the cheesy mindset to enjoy the film. But I don't know. I was just having an issue or not having an issue, having trouble just getting into the plot, I guess. Cause it like, it takes, it takes a minute for it to like translate or transform from this like fairy godmother land into like real life and then have things, have the plot in real life, like start. Like you said, like very much like Enchanted vibes. With Enchanted, that it worked better, mm-hmm. you know, or it was just more of an intriguing thing to 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 see. I want to see a princess get lost in New York. I don't know how much I care about a, a fairy Enchanted godmother. Is the
0: same plot as Home Alone, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally though. <laughs> literally though, Enchanted Conspiracy. lost in New York. <laughs> yeah, but like in comparison to Godmothered, where she this godmother finds a letter that this kid wrote to her like decades of years ago she goes like you know it's fun like i get i get the gag i get it
0: i wanted to explore the godmother thing a little more because i remember when i first heard about this i was like oh this is like an origin story for fairy god like not necessarily the cinderella fairy godmother yeah but like four fairy godmothers and then when it came out and I saw the trailers and then it was being advertised as like a Christmas movie Uh I was like oh I guess but I don't know even when I think I also another thing is I knew that the end the epilogue was going to be animated because I heard that before I watched it but I didn't want to like you know dive deeper after I learned that yeah because I wanted to be surprised but I guess I was expecting like enchanted level animation or like, you know, like 2D animation. And it was like, I don't want to diss anyone because I think it still looked fine, but it just wasn't, I thought it was going to be this like full, like, lie. yeah. So I think it's a case of just having maybe too high of expectations. Yeah. I'm in no rush to watch it again. I feel like I'll watch Noelle before I watch Godmothered again. Yeah.
1: Speaking of Noelle, I haven't even seen Noel. I lied. I think I saw the beginning of that too. And I fell asleep, and I just hadn't rewatched it. Mm -hmm. But my girl Anna Kendrick is in it. Yeah. Was it a good movie? Um, Okay, so I remember I was watching it, but
0: it was at the same time I was Christmas baking last year with my sister. So I wasn't really paying attention. Like, we were just kind of doing our own thing. So I can't really say. I just... I remember I wasn't very engaged in it. Like, it wasn't something that I wanted to keep my eyes on. Yeah. Um. But then usually Christmas movies aren't. So, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I, all to say, I need to watch it again to give it, like, a fair... Yeah. It didn't hit Disney Plus as hard as I thought it would, or I, I think as hard as Disney wanted it to. Yeah.
1: Because um, I feel like it was kind of hyped up. Was Well, like, th- it was hyped up, I would say, because it was one of the few um original properties that disney plus had at the moment that's true and also it was released like on november 12th Mm -hmm. so
0: it kind of like was pretty early it was super early yeah
1: yeah i feel like i saw it a lot everywhere but i don't know if people were actually watching it you know like i feel like when you
0: have streaming movies like there are some movies that do like well on the streaming service like you have like your like i feel like godmothered for me is very much like a Christmas Prince, or like uh, <laughs> maybe better than Christmas Prince, more like um, um, the Royal Switch,
1: the Princess, the switch. Princess Switch, yeah.
0: yeah, kind of that vibe, and like because honestly, I had a great time watching those movies. They're horrible movies, <laughs> but they're like funny, yeah, um, to watch and just like have fun with.
1: Yeah, love seeing Vanessa Hudgens as twins, triplets. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> triplets. And we have to watch the sequel.
1: Yeah, there's three. <laughs> But um, I'd
0: like to see Disney put, make, I don't know, I just like to see a little bit more effort put into these yeah. Disney Plus films. Because it was kind of like what you we were saying in our last episode. These Disney Plus originals are starting to feel like Disney Channel originals. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe you can have both, where you can have some of these films that are lower scale and some that are more of a theatrical vibe. But mm-hmm. I just don't want Raya to get like a bad rep because it's like a Disney Plus movie now, technically. Or soul. Like, I don't want them to get, like, you know, I want them to get, like, the exposure they deserve.
1: I feel like Disney Plus, like, with their plan to emphasize on Disney Plus content, that perception will change soon. You know? I think Raya specifically will change that perception because it will be also offered in theaters. And I think that's the point. Yeah. I think that they're kind of... Well, I think they're kind of biting the dust with Soul a little bit and kind of like, (laughs) kind of hoping that things go well with its release on Christmas. But at least with Raya, I think for Soul, it's
0: more they're rectifying what they did with Mulan. It's like, okay, we kind of f***ed up with that one. So we're going to give you this one for free. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So at least for Raya, it's kind of like a new slate of like, okay, how are we going to define our Disney Plus release content? How are we going to redefine Premiere Access, you know? Yeah. You know, I take that back too as well because I think like Disney Plus
0: is such a... It's a streaming service. Um, so I feel like there's room to have kind of these smaller movies and these bigger movies as well. I think it was just me Just my expectations were probably too high. Yeah,
1: I think it's just with Disney Plus right now because their individual content is so limited, you can't really properly distinguish what is meant to be a cinematic masterpiece and what is meant to be just like a chill at home flick Mm -hmm. but once they finally like build up that content then it'll be easier to do easier to distinguish so the final movie i want to bring
0: up and i know we've left probably some of your favorites out of this podcast Mm -hmm. so please be sure to let us know some of your favorites if we miss them yes um and share them with us because that'd be a lot of fun Um, Maybe some that we haven't seen. That'd be great. Yeah. You know, broaden our horizons. Um, But the final one is Muppets Christmas Carol.
1: Another Christmas Carol. Another
0: Christmas Carol. (laughs) So I won't go too much into the story because we know the story. We know the story. (laughs) Um, But the Muppets Christmas Carol is just so warm and inviting and nostalgic to me Mm -hmm. and it's also like creepy and kind of everything you want from a christmas carol story
1: yeah but i just had such a good time watching it because just the muppets humor is so good the muppets is great using the muppets as um an entity to tell the christmas carol was actually a really good idea it's like when you have like a vast amount of characters to pull from to plop into a story and you know all of your character base has such like such a, such a basis of humor and, and each character is so unapologetically themselves. It's hilarious to see how it translates in, in other stories. And A Christmas Carol did a great job,
0: mm-hmm. fantastic
1: job. And most of everything that the Muppets do is a great job. Yeah. But this one particularly is a memorable um, story that they have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that they're able to make it, like, a
0: Christmas carol, and it's still kind of, like, an authentic telling of a Christmas carol, mm-hmm. and it still has, like, the heart and the drama and everything and the the scares, but it also has, like, the humor, which is what you were saying, but, yeah. um, like, I like that Miss Piggy, like, she's Bob Cratchit's wife, but she's still Miss Piggy, Yeah, and, like, Gonzo as the narrator is great. One of my favorite quotes from this one is, And Tiny Tim, who did not die... <laughs> Man, when that little frog puppet comes walking in, and it's like <laughs> he's so cute. Oh. And Michael Caine, who plays Scrooge, does a great job in mm-hmm. this movie. He does he he sells the scenes where he's like supposed to be this like foreboding, scary, closed off guy, and yeah. then he sells the scenes when he when he reaches his redemption arc. Yeah, you believe it, you know exactly. Oh, and then I also wanted to go into the point that there's a lost song from Muppets Christmas Carol that is finally going to be added back into the movie. So the song is called When Love is Gone. And it was this song that was taken out of the film and then it was lost, but they have since found it and restored it and they're going to put it back into the movie. So I think it's probably not going to come this year. So I'm assuming we probably won't see it until next year. But yeah, that's
1: exciting news. That is exciting news. I bet, um, or I can't even imagine how just, like, exciting it is to find something that you thought you lost for years.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, especially a song. And I know, like, a lot of Muppet fans are super excited. Yeah. As they should be. I'd be excited, too. Right? Yeah. Is this on? Yeah. Do
1: you have anything else that... You I want don't think
0: so. Um, I do want to touch on the fact that I do believe in Christmas was just this random like <laughs> musical number in the middle of the movie. And they had like these like dress transformations. And- it was
1: a spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> we should give a shout out to Ratatouille the Musical. If you're not tuning in on January 1st, you're a fake fan. You need to get your Ratatouille the Musical tickets. Ratatouille. The- what is it? ratatouille musical?
0: Ratatouille the Musical. A TikTok musical.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: it's crazy that it's like gonna be like an actual thing.
1: I know. I never thought that it would be like a thing. I'm very curious as to who the actors and stuff in it are gonna be. What songs they choose. If they pick songs from TikTok, they have to. Oh yeah, yeah. They They have to. to. Otherwise, that's like defining the purpose. Yeah. But I wonder which ones they'll pick, and what ideas. It's really cool to see like TikTok is is powerful. For better or worse. That's insane mm-hmm. that, that a trend was able to become a Broadway show in New York on New Year's. Y'all better be tuning in.
0: We're recording this in a pre-Ratatouille the Musical... World.
1: Yeah. Well, that's it today for our Christmas special. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode as much as we did talking about it. Please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Apple Spotify. Spotify. Facebook. Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram. And if you want to share your thoughts with us on today's episode, please be sure to shoot us an email at and disney podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to rate us, leave us a review, and share with all of your fellow friends and Disney fanatics. You can reach us individually. Myself at Sakura MJ.
0: And you can reach me at Brayden Rosman. And if you're looking for a free Christmas gift to give your friends or your family or your neighbor that costs you literally nothing and will
1: fill them with immense joy, yeah. Share our podcast with them. Do it. It'll be a great time. There's nothing better than, you know, someone. Getting getting a thoughtful podcast recommendation. Yeah, you know I love getting podcast recommendations. Yeah, plus with a list of binge worthy Christmas movies.
0: Yeah, you're set from. I mean, this is coming out on Christmas, so you're start set till
1: Christmas twenty twenty one. Yeah, essentially.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you want to watch Christmas movies whenever.
1: Exactly. Come Fair back to this app. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And finally, I just wanted to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Thank you so much for sticking with us through 2020. I know it's been a difficult year for a lot of people, and I hope that our podcast could be some sort of uh, source of light and happiness for you guys listening. Um, I'm so happy to have made the friends that we've made uh, through the podcast, and I'm just super excited for 2021. I can't believe it's been we've done this a whole year it's crazy
1: right yes yes again merry christmas for myself and i hope that everyone's able to have a safe holidays um everyone's able to spend time with their friends family loved ones despite the circumstances and yeah again looking forward to next year 2021 all the cool stuff that we've got this past year despite all the obstacles that we had we still were able to do a lot of cool stuff make a lot of cool friends and we have a lot of inspiration for the new year so i'm excited for 2021 it's going to be a good time um we are going to massively expand ourselves so let's look out for that i'm so excited to get look ready back. get ready i'm really excited to look back and see how much we we grow more next year so mm-hmm. This will be good. Here's to our second year in business. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> that did not sound good. <laughs> Insert effect. <laughs> All right. So anyways, thank you for tuning in. And until next year, play, play us out, Zach. Zach.